Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This is a Titus 2 podcast by King of Kings PCA, and we hope this episode is edifying to you as you continue to grow in holiness. Well, here we are, another episode of Not Our First Rodeo. This is a podcast by the women of King of Kings Church who have collectively made every mistake in the book. So we are here to share how faithful God is, even when we are not in these struggles. So my name is Gail. I'm Kara. And it's us two today, and we are talking to young moms. We got a request to cover this topic, and there's a lot there. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, where do you start? But So I asked her more particularly, she said, just any type of encouragement. Oh, okay. Yeah. So where do you want to start, Karen? Let's see. When I think of that time, I think the biggest struggle was just really remembering that God was in my house with me every day and believing he's here and he cares and he sees us and he knows that the kids are nuts. He created them. And that I am woefully unprepared for the task at hand because he created me. And trying to really remember that, I think that's probably that I needed to hear that more often than almost anything else. Because it gets bleak sometimes. You're alone all day. You've got little kids. You say the same stuff 25 times and they just look at you like you're speaking a foreign language. And... Or they just flat out give you that look that says, here we go. Let's do this, Let's lady. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and it just, it can feel purposeless. It can feel lonely. It is a lonely job. You know, the very best intending husband still has to go off to work for most of the day. Still comes home tired. And you guys have to do the battle of, yeah, well, I'm tired too. Well, I'm tired too. And um so it, it can, and it's very, it can be isolating. You know, you're in those homes for a lot of hours a day with little kids. And even when there's nothing bad going on, I, I remember still Chris would come home and I would be crying and he would say, who's in trouble. And just through tears, I would say, no one, they were good all day. I, it was just so loud. You know, it's so loud. It was, that was a good day. <laughs> and I, you know, couldn't get through it without tears. So, um, the encouragement is that he is, he really is there in your home and you don't have to do it alone. You can choose to do it alone. That's going to make things real hard, but he is there and you can cry out to him at any minute in the day. And he wants you to do that. I think that sometimes you feel like you're just complaining over and over to God. And he's going to, I remember feeling like I just know he's up there just saying, shut up already. But that isn't the God of the Bible and that's not the God we serve. So I don't know. I think that was, yeah, I think that's a huge thing because usually when your kids are small, you're young, mom, even if you grew up in a Christian home, you're still fairly newer on the sanctification path. Yep. And now you are given one of the most stressful, difficult things that you are called to do. I think it is important to remember that, this isn't a job. No. Although it can seem like that in some ways. This is a vocation or a calling. Yeah. 
God has called women yeah. to raise their kids in the admonition of the Lord to be keepers at home. Now, we are not saying that there aren't things that women can do outside these things, but this is our first calling if we have children. And we are often made to feel like that's not valuable. Right. You're not in the real world. Um, if, if you got a six-figure salary, then you would be appreciated. We have to remind ourselves of our calling as women. I think we need to be reminded and tell young moms more often that it is a calling. Mm. I think that, especially as I look at culture lately, I think that it would be really easy for a mom to think she's just at home being a babysitter. And those are not equivalent Mm -hmm. responsibilities, privileges. Those are not, those are not equal positions. You know, you're not these kids nanny. God has called you to be there, you know, and um, it is a lane of discipleship that is every single day. And that can grow, get very wearying, especially in a culture that does not, value life at all. Mm-hmm. So they do not value that you're, you're just sitting at home all day with kids. At, and that's not the truth of what's happening. Right. That's, that's not the truth at all. Right. But that's what the world is trying to, yep. you know, the older you get, you care less and less. What people yeah. Think. I mean, don't, I can remember my mom just started being way more bold. She was always pretty reserved, but the older she got. So by the time she was 90, she was just saying whatever she wanted. Um, but she really did care less and less. And I, I just see how that happens. But yeah. when you're, you are younger, there is maybe a somewhat bigger pull. I mean, the world's always pulling on all of us, right? Yeah. We're all battling worldliness. But so if a message is out there that you know, you're not a real woman unless you're bringing home the bacon and doing you know, all these other things, we don't really care. It's like, yeah, you can think whatever you want. There's some foolishness wrapped up in that. Oh, yeah. But if we see it as a calling, not like I can remember. And, and I get that everyone needs a break from their kids, right? Mm-hmm. You will lose your mind. Anyone, in a pastor needs a break from his job. Mm-hmm. So it would it makes completely sense that anyone serving the Lord in any capacity is going to need a breather. Jesus went away from the crowd. So I think that when the expectation that we should be able to just go and go and go and go and never need a break, that's not realistic either. And it's no. not, it's not laid out for us in scripture, really. It's not. And there is a website called run hard, rest well. If anyone is having a problem with overcommitment and mm-hmm. being, you know, it's not, it's not really godly to pack your schedule so much right? that you can't see straight. Yeah. So if you have young moms, this is for young moms, if you know you are in a very busy season of life, you need, don't need us to tell you that, you are on call 24-7, mm-hmm. as much as you can, try to plan different strategic times, you know, like once a week, say, or once every two weeks for a date night. I would say if you are not doing quiet times mm-hmm. with your kids in their room, start doing that because... You need time to focus on God. You need time to just think. I can remember my kids talked so much. <laughs> it was like, do you come up for air? Do you? No. Because you never shut up. Yeah. And now when my grandkids do that, I think it's hilarious. But I can tell it's wearing the parents down a little bit because they're, they have it all the time. Yeah. So junior, whether if you're real, you're a baby, you take a nap and you can nap. 
during one of their naps or one of their quiet times during the second one, I would say that's when you have your quiet time. That's when you do things that are motivating to, you know, I love rearranging furniture and it's weird, but you can't, everyone's got a everyone's thing, got a thing. <laughs> um, or decorating. It's hard to do that with kids underfoot. So I would do that. Often they wake up from their nap and everything would be changed upstairs because that was an outlet for me. So whatever your outlet, maybe you remove crochet or whatever it is, you do need downtime because that constant mm -hmm. talking and being needed, it can lead to maybe like an exhaustion or depression even. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I made my girls, even after they were done with the nap season, I we did bedtime and it wasn't like they were had to go to bed, but they had to sit on their bed. And we had different toys and different books that were on the quiet side and they could play with any of those things in that basket. I just got some cheap laundry baskets, threw in toys that they weren't normally going to play with throughout, throughout the day. And they had to sit on their beds and do that because if you can't breathe, you're just suffocating by the end of the day. And what and does that usually lead to? You now snap, you're yelling, at, the, you're you snap at them, you're grumpy, you're screaming, yeah. you start hating your job, hating your life. Now it's a job, not a calling. You can't see God as far as you can see the trees and then forget about when your husband comes home and you tell him, here's the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's your, your day. Here you go. Here I don't you. care. Yeah. There was a time we only had one car for years. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people said, well, you have to work. You know, I, and I'm not against women working. I think there's a difference between have to and want, want to. to. And sometimes doing without a second car or going out to eat mm -hmm. is worth it. So you can be home. Yes. You know, now some people can't, I, I understand that, but and that's, I don't think we're trying to bash any woman that has to work. No, the call is still the same. It's just going to be harder for that woman. Yeah. And so those women need even more encouragement because exactly. God doesn't let up on our call mm -hmm. to this position. Uh, it's just, there, there will be things that make it harder. Uh, there will be Gloria Furman. I think of her husband, she's a pastor's wife and, she had, you know, a few little kids that are littles and her husband lost real use of his arms and she had to dress him. like he's another thing to take care of. And they, you know, that there's definitely things that can make the job harder, but the call doesn't ever go away right. because of one of those right. other things. Yeah. We're called to be that. We're called to yeah. nurture. And I like what you said is remembering that Christ is there. Mm -hmm. I think I forgot that a lot. Yeah. When I, because I was, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And that goes away when you have children. Uh, I think there's two things that go on. Okay. First of all, Philippians 419 and my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. It's not out of his riches. It's mm -hmm. according to, which means everything you need as a young mom, everything. And it's not different for anyone else. Any, you know, person in their career needs the same thing as we age and we watch these bodies deteriorate and we know we're not what we once were, right? Mm -hmm. We need, we need Philippians 419 as well, because according to his riches, meaning out of abundance, Christ came that we would have eternal, uh, not only eternal life, but abundant life. Yeah. So it is possible to get through what you're going and going through, because we know, because how many women have done it. And it was, I don't know about you. I mean, Kara and I have a unique situation as we both practice multi-generational living. Yep. So we have grandkids <laughs> in our home and I want to tell you, it is so much fun. 
I, you know, they're looking for houses and stuff, but I will be sad. They can go. They just need to leave the kids. Yeah, leave the babies. Leave the babies. But, you know, it's hard. There's an added dimension that's hard because we can't micromanage. This is their kids for them to raise, yet we're all under the same roof. So, you know, you got to work all that out. But as a young mom, I can remember this so much. It's, it's a regret. I'm going to share a huge regret here. If there was a social function, I wanted to be part of that so bad. I felt so starved, you know, for adult conversations that I felt resentful when I had to attend to my kids during those things. So, you know, all these adults are talking about this latest theological dispute. And it's like, well, I'm interested in that, but I'm reading to the kids, you know, and I, I can remember feeling the selfishness, like, you know, yeah. I have to do this or I have to play this. I have to watch them so so their dad can talk to, to yeah. other adults. What about me? There's so much, what about me? What about me? And it doesn't mean, you know, you don't make sure your needs are met. But here's the thing, and I don't know if you feel this way now, but now, given the choice to read to the grandkids or be in some adult conversation, in a heartbeat. Yeah. If they come and put a book in my lap, they know. Mm-hmm. I got grandma hook, line, and sinker here. Yeah. Um, it happened the other day. Spencer came, dropped this big book in my lap, climbed up in it. It's like, let the house burn down. This is, I mean, I would. So when you're in it, all you can think about is getting out. Yeah. But it is sweeter and more wonderful than we let ourselves experience in the moment. Yeah. And I think that along that I think we think that we'll never have this if this moment if I if this moment passes I'll never get to be part of something you're always going to be able to be part of a discussion or a group right, or right. a social situation but you do not get to go back and do this again mm-hmm. and I had I I think that's probably something I did well is I enjoyed all the ages because we're never going to do two again and we're not going to do two again with this kid because two with this kid's going to look totally different. Uh-huh. And I really wanted to make sure if I couldn't do it again, that's where I wanted to put my focus. And I was thinking about when you said um, that just getting so busy, you know, like we get so committed out because I think we want, we kind of want to get out of the house a little bit. Yeah. So we commit to everything and then we're overwhelmed. And, you know, I've, I've had to do this multiple times when my kids were little, just completely pull back of everything mm-hmm. and see what I missed. That's good. So if I missed something that I could pray about and like, Lord, is that the thing that you had for me? You know, we were going to do Bible study. I was going to do it. I needed it. It's hard to get kids up. Sometimes you leave the house and they somehow got out of that place without a shoe and you have to show up with a kid with one shoe on. But those, that's a thing I missed, you know, and some of the other things, it was just filler. I made a commitment because I was in a rush. I wanted to get out. I wanted to be able to get out of the house. I'm like, yes, I'll totally do that. But that wasn't really good for me or really good for my home. And so I think it's it, it's a good thing for the young moms if they can find the things that are going to feed, like multitask that. What yeah. will feed me best, help me and encourage me till the next time I have to face this moment. And you know, where am I getting the most bang for my buck as far as getting out, committing to something, but also is this something that can fill me up and, 
and encourage me. And I'm not just talking about a gosh obsession over, right. you know, at the girls who lunch kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I was never trash our husbands. Yeah. And I was never like a, a lady who lunched kind of thing, but uh, you know, there were certain things that I wanted to do and it, it was going to be hard, but we we're going to do it anyway because we know it's the best thing. Some things we just didn't miss it because it wasn't really, there wasn't a payoff that built us, uh, filled back into us. And so I, I tried to use that as a gauge mm-hmm. for how to make commitments. So when you were talking about being overextended, I, uh, that made me think of that. Yeah. And you know, once you're overextended, which somehow I think a lot of this probably comes out of the enlightenment, but we are a culture that just feels like we have to do everything. I fight that a lot, you know, like, Oh, well, this ministry is good. You know, we have to, where are you being called? As young moms, we're talking to you right now. This is your calling. And like Kara said, you, everyone says it goes by fast. And you're like, well, I feel like I haven't been out of the house in months. It will be over so fast you won't know it. So somehow, if you can just clear all the pieces off the chessboard, and I like what Kara said, see what you miss. But what goes back on the chessboard right away is your family. Right? Those are the pieces that are integral. Every anything you do on top of that, it's kind of like gravy. Yeah. But you're calling. Mm-hmm. No one else can do. Someone right. else can do. And I'm not saying don't serve at church. We need. I mean, right. more people serving the better. But you, yeah. you know what happens? A lot of times, it's the same people. So, if you're a young mom and you are tired, and speak up. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. These older women that are mentors, they can also be there to help you. You know, we over-spiritualize everything. So we talk about we, discipleship or the Great Commission. Going to the grocery store, you know, these things that you have to do, that, that's a sacred activity for you. Feel free to call on your mentors or your sisters in Christ and say, if I don't have a break, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Sometimes even two hours can... Can you remember, I remember the kid, we were so blessed because my mom lived in the house. And I said, we're not going to treat you as a built-in babysitter. But a few times we brought in a babysitter and she was so hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like, mom, I'm just, I'm trying to show you honor that I'm leaving for, no, I, she always wanted to be with them. And sometimes I take one kid with or two, you know, to run errands. But those days when I could go by myself and just think and pray and mm-hmm. I would bring it, not to me, you know, I like reading. If you're a reader and all of a sudden you don't have any time to read, that feels like you lost an arm. Yeah. You know, so take those breaks when you can. But when you are called to be there, it, it's hard and you have to pray. But the mindset has to be switched from there is something better, more fulfilling I could be doing because there isn't. And that is a belief that you will regret later. I, I regret it. You know, those times, I, I still can hear those times when it, in the name of ministry and being mm-hmm. like with people, I'm literally yelling at my kids, hurry up and eat your food. We have to go to church. And yes, there are those times when you just need to like, just get the food in the body. But if that's what you keep hearing yourself say over and over, there's some, there's something you're missing. In oh that. yeah. And you know, you're right. You will regret that. I can remember we were in a young married Sunday school class, Doug and I, and we assumed it was a very large church. It was almost like a little church within a church. Yeah. 
because we were planning socials and over, I look back and go, right, you're 25. (laughs) And and I respect for 25 year olds, but I did not know what I was doing. Anywho, um, the twins were maybe not quite four and Doug and I were going to go and just go out for something to drink. And one of them said, oh, are you going to a meeting again? (laughs) And I was like, so we went out and I was like, gosh, that hit me, Doug. Yeah. We went through how many times we were leaving for meetings. And again, we don't know what God had did with any of that. But some of those people, I, I just ran into one that I haven't seen in 30 years. Right. Oh. I was like, oh, and that was really fun. But the whole idea is we don't need to be good. So we, after that comment, we said, we will not be gone out of the house more than two nights a week. I think that's important because especially now I look at the young moms now and we lived in a time when you just had to have one car. And so you, it had to be worth it to wake up little kids, put them in a car, take a guy to work and then then be able to go to the doctors. or Yeah. Like it had to, it, you know, that wasn't a fun trip, so it had to be worth it. But I think it helps you get perspective. I think it helps you with your sanity. I don't think it does anything really beneficial for anyone in the family for you guys just to be running on full steam all trains can't even do it without stopping like you've got to just stop at some point but also i think kids need a little bit of time to get bored if you know because then Mm -hmm. they they have to learn how to play kids don't know how to play because we're never home you know uh get a block you know they they don't i'm seeing little kids that don't just they're not creative and curious and you know, I remember having nothing to do. So you take a couple toilet paper rolls and now you have binoculars. Like we just, we're not at home so our kids can use their minds and play. And I think play for little kids it's is so really important. important. It's And to have unplanned time because yeah. we're talking to like newer moms, like yeah. maybe the first couple of years, but once kids start activities and you got to watch overdoing the activities yeah. too, you know, obviously the kids are tired. Yeah. And it's the stuff they're saying, you know, you're saying is for them. They're exhausted. They're Mm -hmm. tired. Well, we have four kids and two are the same age because of twins. And it got to the point where if each one of them had an activity, we were gone too much. Yeah. So we just said until Ryan, he, we homeschooled, but he played sports, varsity sports with the local high school. But before then it was like one child can be in something at a time. Right. Or everyone's in the same thing. So everyone's doing jujitsu or everyone's doing soccer or whatever. Um, because that, it just wears you down. And being busy is a thief. It is. I, I think it is. I think it is just a trick of Satan. It's from the pit of hell. Because you can't think. You can't ponder. You can't rest. You know, so many commands from scripture. You can't do it when you're just sprinting through your life. And yeah. You know, I had a friend that said it, she realized it was strange that not being busy thing. We were talking about this years ago and she was just in her chair sitting there, um, just praying and reading and her kid barges in and said, Oh good. You're not doing anything. Mm. So I, she was thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that was what 20, 30 years ago. It's so much worse now that to just be still. You know, we're not 
we're not following right. what scripture tells us when we're just sprinting through everything. Yeah, because all the spiritual disciplines, the things we need to do to keep up a relationship with God, you can't do when you're too busy and too tired. Yeah. And so I would say big encouragement that you're hearing from us today. You have kids five and under, especially yeah. declutter. Don't, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't want to become homers who never get a foot out the door. Yeah. We need you to should be world. doing something, we should be doing but it should matter. Yeah. A church thing and maybe one thing outside that, but cut back where you can. Yeah. Um, you and do you might have to well, do it all today. Right. Because you might be thinking, but I want piano lessons and art lessons and ballet and sports. You will kill your family if you do that. So yeah. and you're going to be maps. so grumpy. <laughs> you are going to. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now with this hot, it's so hard lugging kids yeah. to a lot of things. So we're not saying these activities are bad, right? Mm -hmm. We're just saying you can't do everything. These years, think of it, five years of intense caring for these little lives, whisper in their ears, mm -hmm. you know, tell the stories, sing the songs, yeah. rehearse God's victories in his people's lives. You will, will not get that back. And believe me, especially, you know, if you see a kid who's like, oh, there's so much promise here for music. But, you know, we had a couple kids taking me to the piano. Teacher was like, I don't think this is catching on. <laughs> okay, so we tried it. We're done. We're not going to keep. Sometimes things. they're not good at things. <laughs> right. So, and they don't have to be good at everything. Get your rest if you can. Schedule time alone. Do that quiet time. I swear by it. And, you know, the older they get where they're just playing in their room, we did something very similar to what Kara talked about. I knew. And we, I think I started at a half hour and then went to 45 minutes and then an hour, mm -hmm. I think an hour and 15 minutes is long. And that's when I really had something I, I had to do. Yeah. But it actually makes them more creative if you are not always there to play with them. Yeah. And yeah, they have to make the binoculars out of the toilet paper rolls because they just, you know, kids will, if you, if they have time, they'll make a friend with a rock. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're much easier to deal with than we think they are when we're just letting them grow and develop and, and things. And, you know, God doesn't do that with us. He does not put this sprint on our life or our sanctification. And so, you know, someone was talking, Barb Duggan was talking about how we grow slow and sanctification mm -hmm. is slow. And I think that just makes me think of the homes should be a little slower it should be, yeah, it should be a, a retreat from the world, the craziness of yeah. the world. Yeah, and it's hard. And, you know, I remember as a mom feeling like, well, where's my retreat? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I knew I was called to be Chris's helpmeet. And, um, you know, you're helping the kids, you're potty training, you're teaching them what sounds are supposed to make letters. And I kept feeling like, who's, who is my help? And, you know, scripture tells us who is our help. But if we're so busy that we can't mm -hmm. remember that God is in that house. I can't remember where my help comes from. Yes. And I and think that's important. Can we say this just as a little bit of exhortation? When your child is in their room for the quiet time or play time, whatever, go put your phone somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, that will, you think, well, I'm just going to watch one video or, and then you're flipping through watching every stupid yeah. thing that you don't even care. You can waste so much time and you won't be refreshed. Yeah. Put that phone in the closet, close Binge the door. Binge watching TV is like, not just eating one potato chip. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> so use that time to yeah. restore your soul. And these years will go by quickly. 
Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is whole, he will not depart from him. Training a child takes concentration. It takes effort, and you need to be in its top form. You can be consistent to do it. And here, remember this. Children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. This, if you have kids, as exhausted as you are, this is really one of the biggest blessings of your life. Start recognizing that. Rehearse that because the world is going to tell you they're enslaving you and all those kind of things. This is a gift. Our kids are the best. Remembering this is kingdom work. Yes. Is probably the the hardest thing to keep a hold of when you're just in the trenches of whatever season you're in, whether it's you know, baby babies and not sleeping, potty training, any of that. It's it's the easiest thing to forget is that what you are doing is today's episode was brought to you by the Women of King of Kings Church. Visit our show notes for more information. 